Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement, and, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hey, Collider fans, this is John Roca. If you like this show, you are going to love The First Degree with Jack Vanek and Alexis Linkletter. The host of Lady Gang teams up with her best friend slash true crime TV producer to explore stories of the craziest crimes, cults, and conspiracies imaginable with renowned crime journalist Billy Jensen and talk to the once ordinary people who were one degree away from those stories. And who knows, you may even wind up being their next guest. Check out The First Degree every Wednesday only on Podcast One. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that. You could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast, Podcast One, Spotify. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Where in the worlds is the Millennium Falcon? Lando and Chewie going to have some more screen time? And we know who isn't playing Grand Admiral Thrawn. It's the Jedi Council, and guess what? It starts right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. It is I, Christian Harloff, a.k.a. Darth Harloff, and we're here talking Star Wars today. We got a lot of stuff. As we gear up, we're getting closer and closer and closer to Episode Nine. And man, it is—it's it, crazy. We knew this was going to happen. We knew there was going to be more stuff as we get closer to it. That the news was going to start piling in. It is, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. And joining me today on the council is Kylo Ken, Ken Epsa. Sir, it's good to have you back. I always love pinch hitting for you. Uh, I know you had a tough time, but it's nice to have you back in your chair. You're my favorite Star Wars scoundrel. Oh, thank you so much. And you, uh, you absolutely crushed it while I was gone, so I appreciate that very much. Always enjoy listening to your takes on Star Wars. And from Kentucky, fake English herself, <laughs> Rosie, the Jedi Knight is here. Hello. It's me. How are you? I'm good. It's nice to see you. Glad you're back. Always nice to be with you guys. Here. Yeah. 
Nice good, to have good you. Good try on that accent, Austin I Powers. I know. I'm rubbish fake, at it. Fake accent. Don't say rubbish. See, you're just trying too hard now. All right. <laughs> we are going to get to Star Wars movie news. That's right. Look at it. There he is. <laughs> 5HNP himself. And it's time for movie news. Everything happening in the world of Star Wars that has to do with the movies. And I'm going to guess that there's a lot of Episode 9 talk here. Ken, what do we got? Yeah, a lot of Episode 9 talk. But let's start with, well, Episode 9, I guess, technically, but also Episode 8. And that is the story of Kelly Marie Tran's wonderful response to what she went through. Uh, There was an editorial that uh, she penned that was uh, released, the New York Times ran it, and it said the title is I Won't Be Marginalized by Online Harassment. Uh, I'm not going to read all of it, though I'd love to. It's beautifully written. It's a uh, great response to what's going on, but uh, we love here at the end, a lot of people are focusing on this, because this is above Star Wars. We know, when yeah. the way we talked about it. This is above Star Wars, but she says you might know me as Kelly. I'm the first woman of color to have a leading role in a Star Wars movie. I'm the first Asian woman to appear on the cover of Vanity Fair. My real name is Loanne. I am just getting started. Very inspiring for a lot of people. Christian, uh, your thoughts on this? I, my thoughts are strength. And I think mm-hmm. that that's what this show, because I've said this many, I'm not a big fan of, of the character of Rose. I, I, didn't, I, oh, I didn't really enjoy it at all. Um, mm-hmm. But I respect her. I respect, first of all, what she, the way that she made this statement. I respect the way that... She had the courage to kind of take her time, mm-hmm. and when she did, she made an impact. And I think that this is not about whether you're a Star Wars fan or whether it, it, this is just about being a decent human being. And I think that there are a lot of people. The you know the the, the ugly voices always scream the loudest, right? So I think there are a lot of silent or quiet mm-hmm. positive people out there. And I think that Rosie and I were talking about this beforehand. That before we went on air was is that you can tell the majority of the response to this mm-hmm. has been positive. And it's like, you, you can't look at it. There's going to be people, and I'm sure there'll be people commenting here, and there's just like, this. This just... I've learned so much in the last two weeks, in general. Mm-hmm. And, and, and part of that is that there, you don't know why people are angry, right? You don't know why people are sad. You don't know why people are commenting and saying things that they do. I, lo- I used to look at comments and, and certain things of people, and they would scream things out and yell at them, and I would just shoot right back. But I don't know what's going on in that person's life. Now, I'm not making excuses for that person. I think that the things that they had said to uh, her, uh, Kelly Marie Chan, has been terrible. But I also want to look at these people that there's something that's sad about it, and there's something maybe going on with them, that they, what, what, whatever it might be. I don't want to be that person that goes, well, that's just because you can't get a woman, or that's because mm-hmm. women won't talk to you. That's why you're being mean. I, I don't think that helps the problem. I think that you know, you've got to look at the, some these people, too, and say there's something going on. But she took this stance and came out and said, I'm, not, I'm strong. And I'm going to make the statement, and I thought it was admirable and good on her. And um, she's an actress that took the job. She did the job that was asked for her, and that's all you can ask for. Rosie? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Uh, I love Kelly. I really like Rose. Um, I I think that this is, like, her statement is everything that's kind of good about Star Wars. It's, like, it's strength. It's honesty. it's, It's kind of just, like, finding your way. And that's really what this is about. And I think it was really inspiring to a lot of people, obviously uh, to a lot of Asian women because it's representation, also just to a lot of people who've had problems on the internet being harassed and stuff. I loved that she took her time. And I think one of the best things has been seeing all the positive responses, whether it's from Ryan, whether it's from Mark, whether it's just from people on the internet saying, Mm -hmm. hey, this is actually really amazing and I'm so happy that you took the time to do this. I think it was so brave of her because there was so much... Is that why she left? Duh, duh, duh. Could it be this? Don't speculate. And she just came out and said, hey, this is what happened. Guess what? I'm still here. We know she's going to be in episode nine. They announced it mm-hmm. in the uh, cast announcements. And just like, hey, this is it. This happened. I dealt with it. Here I am. On to the next part. You know, it's funny, Ken. I think I feel it maybe. In, I, I don't believe it's just optimism. I, think, I, I truly feel that there's been a swing in, the, in unity again. Mm-hmm. With the fandom, I still think that it's there's there's a there's a pocket that's still upset and angry and stuff too, and that's and and that's fine. But I I feel that it's starting to this, the balance and the force is starting to come back mm-hmm. a little bit, and I feel like there's a lot of positivity out there um, and hope 
Am I crazy or, or am I just... I mean, no, you're not crazy if you choose, choose to believe. There's always going to be money to be made and being loud and negative. That's always going to be the case. It's mm-hmm. always been the case before the Internet even existed. Right. So that's going to... And, and I agree with you. I understand what you're saying of, like, sometimes you just got to see what's causing them to do that. And, and sometimes just, you know, the old... Some men want to watch the world burn does yeah. apply, but other times it is something but deep. The, my question is the reason, yep. even those people who want to watch it... Yeah, what's the reason? There's a reason why. Yeah, there's, there's a reason, reason why, and I think that we should be a little bit more... Um, I don't want, I guess understanding. I mean, it's it's weird. I don't want to say again. I don't want to ever justify the behavior, no. but I also want to say that there's there's stuff. I mean, there's again. I can guarantee you right now. There's someone commenting some nasty stuff, but I'm, instead of getting angry about it, it's just like 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 what's going on with that person? Like why, mm-hmm. like, why like why? There's always a lot of shouting going on, which is one of the things I really love about what what Kelly Marie Tran and uh, revealing her real name is Loanne, right? I mean, and, and and owning that, and explaining how her her mother and father couldn't felt they had to adopt uh, American names and all that kind of stuff, and it ties to a lot of really important things. But I, what I love more than anything is in this day and age, the stuff you're talking about, yeah. the shouting and screaming, it's very important to respond and not react. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we react, and you're human, you're going to react. Sometimes you're, you, we're joking, and we're joking about the fake British accent. for yeah. thing, you know, uh, and, and it's like so you could react to that or you could respond to that. And sometimes the response is ignoring it or moving past it, but other times it's... it's and, and she took a time because I'm sure she wasn't like just biding her time. She was probably hurt. She was probably upset. Mm-hmm. We saw her at the premiere and she was so happy. This young improv actress in LA got this big thing and it's Star Wars and she, the joy was emanating from her face and then this happens and we saw what happened to Ahmed right. Best uh, and, and what he's recently revealed and so it's so sad to watch that but I love that she was able to respond and not react and respond so powerfully yes. and it means a lot to a lot of people. Well good on her. I think she, she is a big voice. She is a strong voice. I think that she's going to mean that, that her statements will mean a lot to a lot of young girls a lot i mean a lot of young boys a, a lot of people in general so yet again i mean i know it's a, it's almost an impossible test but all i can ask people out there to from from the good side and 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 the the negative side is you know you don't know what people are going through in general you don't know why people are choosing to be upset at the world or upset in general and they, they can make excuses and say well that's because you ruined my movie that's it's not really why there's other mm-hmm. things going on and i you talk about reactionary i've been reactionary many times in the past schmoes no show and and everything and i just i again i and i don't know just because things are going on in my life in the last couple of weeks i just looking at life a lot differently now so <laughs> i can encourage you guys to do the same you don't have to listen to me you can tell me to go F myself, and that's totally fine. You have the right to do it. But um, we have um, we have another story from our buddies over at Star Wars News Net that just went up, I believe. Just uh, went up. well, I'm looking for it, so you might have the information. It's not. It's not um, up I'm yet. Refreshing. Okay, well, it's not up yet. Refreshing, and it's not... Uh, oh, wait, it, it is, is up. up right now. Yes. Okay, well, well, our buddies reached out over at Star Wars News Net. They break news. They they aggregate news. They're, they're my number one source to find out everything going on in the world in Star Wars. Uh, I love these guys. I've been, since 2014, been been checking them out. And now they have a story. What's the story, Ken? All right, the headline reads, Star Wars Episode Nine rewrites cause Chewbacca actor to cancel Comic-Con appearance for additional filming after having filmed most of his part for Episode Nine during production for Solo is what it says here. Uh, John Hoey posting this story here. Um, so uh, while I dig through a little bit more, because I'm reading this for the first time, you've known a little bit about this. What do we got, Jonas? Uh, yeah. Well, what they said from what the report, what I read is that it looked like so Jonas had um, shot a bunch of scenes for Episode Nine already during the during Solo, um, and he had shot some stuff during Solo for Episode Nine, and there mm. were, and then there was and then they started shooting Episode Nine, and then he had this. Uh, con that was planned but he had to cancel his appearance at this con because they had to do reshoots and so reshoots uh, that were written in more for Chewie to come in now what they're speculating and I happen to believe them or not believe but I happen to agree with them that the addition of Billy D. Williams which some people think was a kind of a later thing and they're writing him into it a little bit more that there's more scenes with Lando and Chewie which is fantastic and yeah. I think that that's a good speculation I think it's a it's not a crazy one and I think it's something that the fans would want to see. And I think it's because we saw the great interaction that Han and Chewie had, and, and we didn't get as much of the original cast really interacting as much. So why not have Lando and Chewie do some mm-hmm. stuff together? Because we, we talked about You can have Lando sitting on that Millennium Falcon. You can have him sitting on the Falcon, and he doesn't really need to do much except sit in the Falcon, say, ooh, look, I'm flying the Falcon. And then you have Chewie next to him. How cool would it be in the final battle of Episode Nine that Chewie and Lando are... are 
doing some crap together. That'd be fun. What do you think, Rose? Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty likely. I also think they've been really building in um, the stuff about L three and the Millennium Falcon. There was something in in I think the solo novel that was. Uh, the novelization that was extra kind of adding that stuff so i think it makes a lot of sense that you'd end up with lando back in the falcon he's connecting with l3 and of course if they're bringing jonas back it, he's going to be chewy and those yeah. two together it makes so much sense one of the biggest uh, criticisms people had of force awakens when it first came out was um after spoiler alert after han dies <laughs> um when leia went to ray and not chewy right. and i think those classic interactions mean a lot to fans so i think having chewy and lando together again kind of builds on that kind of the classic characters that we care about from the original trilogy coming back together and kind of like we've heard bringing the trilogies together i love that you brought that up because i think that what it also says is that jj abrams is a guy who learns from past um, mistakes, but things that he's done. And he, he's, he has said that he wishes he could have gone over and, and played that moment differently, mm-hmm. right? And when you're making the first Star Wars movie, a little since the prequels, but the first one with those characters since 83, so much going on in your head. And you're like, oh, I just have Chewie kind of walk past, and you're not thinking about it. Well, you, you know, and, and I think that he's going to be thinking about every mm-hmm. single little detail now because you hone in afterwards because you listen to the fans. You know, the fans, some, we talked about how loud sometimes, but sometimes they're loud and reasonable. <laughs> sometimes they're loud and reasonable and say, no, 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 this is what you should have done because we wanted to see this, JJ. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Should have done that. Do you think that there'll be a lot of moments like this? And tell me, Ken, Jonas mm-hmm. not being there for that con is that, and, and the rewrites, obviously, is nothing we need to be worried about. They just started shooting this thing. Yeah, and that's the weird, the weird thing in this story. And, 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 and John even writes, like, you, we, you might be surprised to hear the source say that he shot stuff during Solo. That would be a long time before the script was even close to being finished. Um, so I, I do raise an eyebrow to that, but this is just speculation and everything. But it, yeah, we know you, the, the, these movies go, these reshoots and these cons. You know, when, when Billy D canceled his con appearance, it was a clue to what was going on. Also, when he posted workout videos, it was a clue <laughs> to what's going on. So uh, I absolutely, though, at the end of the day, all that matters to me is that Lando and Chewie have one good moment. they got to have a scene. And gotta, Lando yeah. and Nine Numb, too. Definitely Lando and I am. But I will say this. Remember, though, it's not as far back as you think when it comes to the solo stuff because of the Ron Howard stuff. Because the Ron Howard reshoots took place so much, you know, from the time they stopped shooting those reshoots. summer, yeah. But it went pretty fast. And J.J. was already announced that he was coming back for it. So if J.J. knew that he had a couple things that he needed to shoot with Chewie, they probably brought it up to him and said, look, we got this guy locked down. He's in. He's in the suit. We can shoot some stuff. Let's let's schedule around. Is there stuff that we can shoot that you have sure. that you know? And JJ's like, well, yeah, there is some stuff. And maybe maybe he wrote that stuff. It's not it's not unthinkable to it's where not, you well, know. It's not, it's not unthinkable because we know you know Ryan's Ryan Johnson's first scenes on on uh, Skellig Michael with with Daisy and Mark were. Months before right. mm-hmm. things were, were started and rolling for the principal photographer. Because they so had the location. They had the location, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, you're totally right. I'm not, I'm not tossing it out, yeah. but it just is like, okay, I mean, then I, I, wouldn't, then I wouldn't expect this to be abnormal, that they'd be like, cool, but we also got to bring you back. Yeah, we got to mm-hmm. bring you back yeah. because we have more stuff now, and especially yeah. if, they are, if they did add Lando kind of late or not late, mm-hmm. whatever they did, or they said, wow, people yeah. are really excited about it. You know, what if we did do this? What if we actually – I was thinking about it. Because they're gonna be, they're always, yeah. I like your JJ. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you can then start um, – it happens all the time on movies that the director, the writer can, can have a scene that he comes up with the night before and goes – Rewrite this. Rewrite. We got to do this. And then he said, "Well, what if if Chewie and Lando are doing this?" And this this is by no means a lock. This could be something completely different. But I, I I think that Star Wars Newsnet hit it on the head. I think that it is more stuff with Lando and Chewie, but we'll have to yeah. find out. It makes sense. And also, if you think about it as well, Lando, Chewie, and then you have Rey in the Falcon. That's been a big thing with her and Chewie. Again, it's that bringing the trilogies together, this kind of mix of old and new. And, it, you know, I love Chewie, so I'm always happy that they're going to be... Absolutely. More, yeah. more of him in the film. Absolutely. All right, Kenny, what's next? All right, let's go to more episode nine speculation. This looks like we've got some set photos here. This is from uh, our friends Jason Ward at Making Star Wars. Exclusive there. Uh, the shot's up. Oh, no, that's just the Falcon. Well, that's fine. <laughs> um, the looks like we might have there set photos of the Millennium Falcon on uh, uh, a mysterious forest-like planet doesn't look like 
Endor. It could be, but there's also some speculation that this is Batu, the galaxy's edge planet and a prime location in Thrawn Alliances. Uh, so, hey, this is always kind of the, the fun little speculation stuff of what, what we might see, where we might see it. We know the Falcons in the movie. That yeah. I think we can guarantee. <laughs> yeah. uh, thoughts on this, Mr. Hollis? But two is very possible because a lot of times they do set up planets and, and other things in the novels and comics and things that you're going to see. And there's coordination with the story team to say, hey, put this in there because we're going to see it later on. That stuff happens all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that it's Kashyyyk. Uh, I know that we've seen Kashyyyk before. Oh, yeah, that's another, yeah, okay. I know we've seen Kashyyyk in, uh, in episode three, mm-hmm. but you know, minus the Knights of the Republic and, and I think Clone Wars. Uh, did yeah. we even see it in Clone Wars? Uh, gosh, I'm trying right, to remember. It's not, it, yeah, doesn't, it, it doesn't jump there out. There are stuff with Chewie, but that's all with the Transdotions. Transdotions yeah, it so doesn't, I can't remember. It doesn't jump out. So I'm just thinking of Battlefront 2 where I play on Kashiro Beach a lot. <laughs> give, me, yeah. give me Kashyyyk. I'd love to see it because why not? Because I still... I like the idea because how cool and kind of poetic would it be that the third movie in this trilogy goes back to do what they originally were going to do in the third movie, the original trilogy, is it was supposed to be in Kashyyyk. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be Endor. It wasn't supposed to be Ewoks. It was supposed to be Wookiees. How cool would it be to see a bunch of Wookiees like kicking ass? And yeah. it was. And I know well, Solo, we saw that. Eh, it looked more like, you know, um, sh- it was a Shaka from Land of the Lost. Or Chaka, <laughs> they didn't really even look like real Wookiees. Uh, let, let's get some real big crazy Wookiees brawling. That'd be fun. But, you know, is this the first chocolate from a Land of the Lost <laughs> reference? No, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's a Macquarie design. But it does look like shit. It, it didn't, it didn't, uh, it, it wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't great. Um, yeah, sorry. Did I take no, no, go ahead. Did go I take ahead. thunder? No, no, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you know what's funny? I like that idea. That, 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 that Wookiees in episode three thing, was, or episode six thing is a mix of truth and urban legend because I think it comes from the first draft of, mm-hmm. of the Star Wars. But Lucas... Uh, definitely had that out there, right? We want to see it. And we didn't get to see it in Revenge of the Sith as much as we almost did. It's almost there. It's there for a second. It's it's there. It's almost there. Um, So I love this idea. I have never thought about this. And you just put this in my head. This is why you wear that camp About Kashyyyk? Yeah, because, and I don't know, the foilage in that photo, it could be a different part of Kashyyyk because Kashyyyk has a lot of beaches that we've seen, Kashyyyk Mm -hmm. Beach. But the planet is big. Look at Endor um, with the Gorax. Um, The idea of Chewie going, we need some allies? We need some friends. I right. got some people. It's fun, but there's. No, I'll tell you what. Even though I want to see that, it's not Kashyyyk. Uh, it, yeah, it's not, yeah, but but I want it to be because because it's the Yona story alone makes me think mm-hmm. it wasn't. If they got a lot yeah. of his stuff already, it doesn't say that he was wrapped, but still, if they, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if they got a lot of his stuff and then they're just kind of reshooting a couple things here too. Uh, but yeah. if he's doing the reshoots on this planet, yeah, yeah I, the I don't know. Could be. Because they wanted to bring in Kashyyyk. We, when uh, when you were away, we with Riley, we talked about how cool it would be to have like Episode Nine going to like a bunch of different planets that were like important to characters, almost like the way that they did in Rogue One, where you kind of had those more serialized setups. It would be pretty amazing to have Kashyyyk and to have War Wookiees. Like we've never really gotten them before. We know yeah. about them in the EU. We know they're like yeah. serious fighters that they have this incredible bond together and stuff. So in that way, it's. It's always it's almost kind of weird that there hasn't been yeah, more so much. Wikis, and, 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 yeah. You know. yeah, and I think George wanted it in Sith. He talks about he wanted this big battle in seven planets in Sith, yeah. and he just kind of ran out of time because he had other plot to tell. Uh, anyways, I just think it's fun speculation. It is. I, well, I think this is more than anything. This could be a new planet. Yeah, uh, Batu is interesting. It, it, it having just read Thrawn Alliances, which w- wasn't my favorite of the Star Wars books. Um, Batu at times seems interesting, and other times it read like a brochure for where you're going to buy yeah. a turkey leg at Disneyland. <laughs> but um, I definitely think like they've done so much. So like they're doing these middle grade novels as well that are coming out soon um, yeah. about Lando, and, and they're yeah. going to be and they're going to be based around. Um, this kind of like the different flight routes and the mm-hmm. kind of character that's going to tie them together is the woman from Force Awakens who the reports Z. the yeah the Z Natal yeah and they're all about Batu so right. I really I wonder whether I don't think my first thought is not Batu because I really think they're building that up outside yeah. of the films because it is a Disney thing and I love that they're building it up and making that law but I don't that's not where my mind immediately goes yeah well here's all right so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the three planets and then we'll move on the three planets that we just talked about but two. Kashyyyk or Andor, here's a rank where I think it's going to go from Just most likely. Okay. From, again, you guys think put together your list. I'm going, Kashyyyk is the third choice, okay. Batu is the second, and my number one choice is Endor, because I think what we've all been talking about, 
tying all the trilogies together tying it all together and i think like i've said before i think that i think that a lot of different people are going to be coming back i think stuff that we've seen a lot of um things in the comics about looking for artifacts and and certain stuff with the with the the emperor and things of people like these um I don't know the people who are obsessed with the empire, right? Mm-hmm. What if there's something still going on with the they're emperor? Called Ken Napsocks. Yeah. <laughs> what if there's something still going on with the emperor that they got to figure something out and they're going at Kashyyyk and there's kind of a research thing to it. So, Endor is my number one choice. That's where I think we're going. Rosie. No, I agree 100. Same list. I think it's. I, I I totally agree with you. I think Endor is so likely. I think we still don't know um, where Kylo got. Vader's mask from we mm-hmm. need there's so many different things that they're building up with the artifacts whether it's the crossbow uh, the crossbar lightsabers and the kind of lore and I think it makes so much sense that going back to where Jedi was yeah. and kind of thinking about it on that especially because that Endor really has a lot of the myth the kind of mysticism and lore that the EU and stuff ended up getting into and a lot of us became really can they say they're going to lock it all together? Does this make sense or where do you go? 100% uh, yeah. my, my list would be but two third Kashyyyk two okay. one Endor, two words, Chief Wicket. Yes. I really believe. <laughs> you think he's running shop? I don't think we're going to see Ewoks, though. I don't think Chief we're going to see Ewoks. Wicket. I don't think we're seeing Ewoks. I don't think we're seeing Ewoks. Mama, Even if took we're, over for Chief Chirpa. Maybe you see one run by in the bushes, but you're not going to. I think that they probably, uh, whatever, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, time, it's time for our next story here. Ken, what do you got? Uh, pretty simple story here. Uh, this is a... Uh, uh, a claim here that uh, Star Wars Episode Nine will complete principal photography by February. February. Uh, that should be. That, that seems accurate, right? It's more than yeah. enough time, and I think this is the plan that they've been uh, they've kind of been looking at to where JJ wanted. Originally, the thing was supposed to come out in May. Thank gosh, they they, they moved it back. I don't think they're ever going to go for May again. No. I think they're never. Right, uh, they right. shouldn't ever go for May again. But I think that. J.J. knew he wanted to aim for, for this. He said, this is what I need to do. We can wrap by January, February. He's wrapping in February. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ken? Uh, yeah, All that right. seems about right. Moving on. Hey, moving on. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to read this next story here, but some pop-up popped up on my screen. I couldn't get to it. Um, all right. There has been speculation about <sighs> what Richard E. Grant will be. And Radio Times, cheekily. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an English term, right? Very good. Cheekily? Cheeky? Cheeky. Say that in Kansas. Don't be cheeky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I learned all my British slang from help. Uh, Radio <laughs> Times Cheekily asked how his preparation for playing Thrawn was going. Oh, and he nice. replied, I'm not playing the Star Wars character you just mentioned. I'm not allowed to tell you anything. Otherwise, I would be fired. It's a complete lockdown on all, any information whatsoever. That is not a surprise. So... Wild speculation is part of the fun here. Thrawn immediately popped up, First Order Officer, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm not surprised by this. You? I'm not surprised that he's... It's... There, I just, Thrawn, I just don't know if we're ever going to see him in a live-action movie. I just don't know if it's ever going to happen. I think that he would be someone that would be great in a live-action movie, but I just don't see it happening anytime soon. It's not going to happen in Episode Nine. Um, I, If you're going to Vegas and you're throwing down money... You bet that he's going to be a bad guy. I yeah. mean, just that face alone. I think that's just him, someone catching him coming out of the, the bathroom. But it's like, but it's still, <laughs> he just looks like he can play bad dudes. But I think it would be a great spin if he wasn't. I think mm. it would be a great spin if he was, maybe he was like a runaway force user or yeah. he was someone that, that was able to, whatever it might be. So I, I just, I want to see them. I really want to see them lean into the force in this one. I want to see them lean into lightsabers. I want us because we have been missing that. We have we get we got some of it. We got some of it, a lot in in seven, some in eight, um, but really lean into more about the Jedi and and I know that's not really your you like the Empire and the I like the, the war. I know you Over like the, the war. war, and we've gotten a lot of that so far. You've, you've you've been I've been happy. You've been happy, and I. <laughs> I've been happy also, but I want to see them lean into it, and I'd like to see him have a role in that. Ken, what do you think? Where should he go? I've been saying from uh, day one, that's a great... Cody, did you pull that shot? Because it looks... He looks looks menacing. Richard E. Grant is a lot of things. He's a great character actor. I think he could absolutely be menacing if he wanted to. I go... I keep joking, but I go to Spice World. I go to the player and some of his better humorous character things. I think he's going to be someone that helps the resistance along the way. 
Uh, I keep joking saying a bartender, but it's that type. I think yeah. mm-hmm. not not so much the DJ Benicio Del Toro route, but I think that route. Where same you, cut of cloth. Same cut of cloth. Maybe like a Harvey Corman character from the holiday special. My, DJ, <laughs> DJ or, minus the lisp. Yeah, you can put oh. put, uh, put a put a drink Sorry. in his head. Uh, um, so that's where I keep going with it. As far as Thrawn, I agree with you. I don't think we'll ever see him a, a big screen in a movie theater. Yeah. I just don't. And and I've had this is not supposed to discuss it because I know you're, you're kind of a Thrawn fan, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, here's the after reading Thrawn Alliances, you know what I, I had two realizations in the last week. I don't like breakfast burritos as much as I thought I did. <laughs> and I don't know if I like Thrawn as much as I thought I did. Uh, why is that? I don't know if it works for me. It worked in Rebels. Yeah. And it's weird that Zahn, the creator of Thrawn, uh, brought it back. It's not. It's this weird mesh of two different worlds. Do they don't feel like, this, do they they don't feel like the same that. character? And that's just me. Yeah, that's just, yeah. No, no, not even the same character. That Thrawn doesn't really belong in this canon world. Wow. And, and I'm struggling with it because I, I grew up, I have my paperback But in copy. Rebels, you think he does? I think in Rebels, it worked, but yeah. then you try to ex- expand it and where he was and all these different parts of the galaxy and everything in the story. It worked a little better for me when yeah. he emerges after Return of the Jedi and goes, surprise, I've been right. hiding out How's here. How's his relationship with Vader? Uh, it's really good. Some of the great, some of the best stuff in it is is Anakin. Okay. Yeah. Padme is pretty good in it. I it, but it makes me hungry for E.K. Johnson's take on yeah. Padme. Um, but Thrawn, I find it's myself okay. a couple times just getting lost in the story and waiting for Thrawn to explain to me what happens. And literally, mm. a character has that moment too, where right. the where the com- commodore, a commodore says. I'll just wait for Thrawn to explain it to me. Yeah. And so it doesn't. It's not working as much as I want it to. We, we were talking about that actually. Um, Last week, I, I, it's almost like a monkey's paw situation for me, where mm. for so long EU fans were like, We need EU to be canon, we need you. And I love Thrawn in Rebels, like, mm-hmm. I thought it worked so perfectly. But I was also on the same page of, I'm not sure how it's meshing for me. And I love the Star Wars books, mm-hmm. I love the EU books. And it, yeah, that for me didn't, isn't necessarily working. I think we'll probably see Thrawn on a small screen thing, maybe Favreau if he goes into the outer. World or out of rim, you well, know. You'd have to and, put Ezra I mean, in there too. Well, I mean, you'd have to yeah, from that time the, period. That's mm-hmm. the stuff. Like I, I, I see why people thought that that was their first place that their mind went to. He's a thespian. They love yeah. a British villain. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but I don't think that's what it will be. Could be cool. Yeah, Force user. If they, he's someone who escaped uh, Order sixty six. Right. You know, which is something they've been building on so much in the comics is the idea that actually loads of people escaped. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think you guys are right. Though. I think I think either comedy. I mean, with Nell and I, something you know, or I think he could be like a, 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 a kind of Jedi style old. Yeah, old that'd be cool. We're gonna find out December next year. Man, it's creeping up. Ken, anything yeah. left in the movie news? Oh, uh, final note. There's some sites speculating on Leia's location uh, in Episode Nine, and maybe a possible return to Takadana. Yeah. Um, it's speculation. It, it's speculation. Yeah. It's speculation. Right. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I, I like that. I mean, we talk about, you know, what did they shoot in episode seven, which is primarily what they're using. We know you could probably you could probably put Carrie on the set with technology right now. Um, so I don't think it has to be tied yeah. to. And they're using eight, too, from what I heard. Yeah, too, they right? are using a little yeah. bit of eight. Yeah. yeah. So I don't again. Uh, I, I love the speculation. I, I'm backing off a little bit because I don't want to over predict right, myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Her and her and Maz Kanata does make some sense to me because we did we know there was some some scenes shot. Yeah. How crazy would that be? Sorry to cut you off, Rosie. Like how, because remember when we saw that episode seven um, teaser or you think, when when she hands <laughs> so I think when, every time when she hands that lightsaber. That's how Matt. That's how Maz got it. Maybe. Th- well, because whatever it might be. Well, no, she's she's handing it's it back. Leia, she's handing yeah. it back to Leia. Mm-hmm. So like, what if what if we go back there and we have that scene to where we see before we actually see the the handing of the lightsaber, whatever it might be. But whatever they were talking about in that scene, we see all of that. Yeah, that, that, would be... that was the moment immediately. I just remembered Leia. You know, he's, mm-hmm. my sister has it too, and yeah. it's Leia holding the lightsaber. That would be so wonderful to have yeah. that. And also in Forces of Destiny, which you know isn't kind of what a lot of people consider as like main canon, but it is canon. They built up that that's where mm-hmm. Leia gets the suit from. She's with yeah. Maz. Uh, that's where she gets the bounty hunter suit, and kind of so oh, there right. is like a connection right, right. already between the two of them there. So I think it's speculation, but it would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I also thought Ma, Maz, the way she speaks to Han, she's like that friend that like when there's marriage troubles, like Han goes to Maz, and then Leia goes to Maz. It's right. like that scene yeah, when yeah, Harry yeah. met Sally. They're both Bruno Kirby and Carrie Fisher <laughs> on the phone with each of them there. I think it's something similar. Cool. 
Let's take a quick break. You know it's one of my favorite things to do post-dancing rehearsal. Not going to lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rum Haven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rum Haven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality shows back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some rum haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. Hey, Collider Jedi Council fans, this is John Roca. Here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. That's right. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Weird, right? I've done it a few times. It's a little strange. It actually works. Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. TrueCar also helps people get used cars. That's right. TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid, so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. That's everything in the world of movie news, ladies and gentlemen. So now it's time to scoot on over to a little segment here that we call... What's the deal with canon? That's right, everything happening in the world of Star Wars that relates or connects into the movies. And it could be TV, it could be comic books, it could be video games, whatever it might be. We're going to talk about it. Ken, what's happened in the world of canon this week? Well, let's start with the upcoming Solo novelization. Mm -hmm. The adaptation of Solo Star Wars story will be out. And much like The Last Jedi, which When does this come out, by the way? Sorry. Uh, good question. Because I want to make sure because we got our we got our throne books pretty late. I don't know. Hopefully, it comes out soon. I'd like to uh, read after it the early. Blu-rays, uh, like a week or two, right? So it's got to be something like that. Interesting enough, I've never really paid attention, and it's not in the story. So right, that's fine. Sorry, that's what happens when I run th- and get coffee th- before th- the show. I threw you. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. um, uh, oh, this this link might work. So, anyways, the connection. There is a connection. Do you want to know the connection, yeah, Christian? Tell me the connection. The connection between Solo and Rogue One is Infus Nest and Sagara, which is not a surprise, but I think it's a really cool addition. Well, yeah, because they have two tubes. Two. Is that actually two tubes uh, or not? Well, I think it's the, 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 the official Solo dictionary said... No. no. Well, it just it didn't name one okay. of them. Yes. It's either Benthic or Idrio. Okay. And I think I've heard things that it is Benthic? Yeah, that's... Yeah. I heard that it was... I got some... After I did my Easter eggs piece, yes. film, I got some very angry people who'd read the dictionary who said <laughs> it's. But it's it's a two tubes. It's one of the right. So we'll, I think his name was Tubes in the yeah yeah. 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 Well, it could and connect into Sagarera's gang one way or another. Yeah, and the connection is that she sold um, the power source to mm-hmm. Saw. Okay. And yeah. So the, and then and and in the in the exchange, there's an 11 year old. Uh, Jin Erso there. Oh, cool. Uh, talking if it's Ness. So oh, that's, that's kind cool. of the connection. Fun All little right. connection. All right. Well, there you go. All right. Well, that's going to be something to look forward to. Also, who, who writes the novelization for uh, Solo? Uh, dear God, you're asking questions that are not in this story. Hey, Napsok, come on! This is I, this is a, this is what you this is what you live for. I don't produce I don't produce this. I got I was running to get but coffee. You're the guy. You I know. was running to get coffee. All right, just find out who wrote the solo novel. I'm trying to find seconds. out. Ken, I'm scrolling. Come on, I'm scrolling. What are you doing today? I'm Use not, the force. I don't 
No. No? Right. <laughs> well, we are going to find out who uh, this, these, these connections. We're going to find a little bit more about it. I'm also very curious how this Blu-ray comes out. <laughs> I got your What answer. do you got? Mer Lafferty. Mer Lafferty. Never yeah. heard of them. Them. <laughs> um, uh, so we'll, we'll find out how it is. Maybe that's because this is what I like about the novelizations is that new stars can emerge when it comes mm-hmm. to the authors. Because you look mm-hmm. like look at E.K. Johnson, right? Who got this shot with Ahsoka, nailed it, and now gets Padme. I mean, Claudia Gray is probably the biggest example. Mm-hmm. This Lost Stars one that they weren't even promoting. Lost Stars at all. <laughs> it's the probably the best out of the new it's canon so in general. Good. And now she's easily. I hate to give disrespect to Timothy Zahn, but he's not the king anymore. She's yeah. the queen. It's it's Claudia Gray above everybody else, and then everyone else is trying. Paul S. Kemp, where has he been? Lords of the Sith Where's is spectacular, and yeah. I want I want him to have another shot too. Yeah, and Lucino, Lucino hasn't been announced yeah. to have anything too. You got to those to me. Those are my those are my three people mm-hmm. right now. It's it's Claudia Gray. Paul uh, Paul S. Kemp, even though he hasn't written something in a while, but Lucino. Lucino's my number two. He always has been. He the way he writes, it's uh, yeah, I, really I'm good. addicted to Lucino's writing. I love yep. Lucino's writing. Um, but yeah, anyway, so this is uh, this is coming out pretty soon. There's some other ones that, that they announced at Comic Con. I want them to go into the Old Republic. Whether they will, who knows? Um, what do you got next? Who knows? Uh, going into Star Wars video games, Zynga is partnering with Disney for new Star Wars mobile games. One of them, though, they're already they're taking over Star Wars Commander, which is a game I actually used to yeah. play quite a bit uh, back in uh, before my iPad died. Um, <laughs> and they're also developing another one. And I love this kind of stuff. I love these little games. Uh, uh, yeah. Getting immersed in the Star Wars world is always fun, no matter how you do it. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I missed, because uh, Collider Live yesterday, we were back, by the way, Collider Live, three days a week, Monday through Wednesday. Um, I missed the notes yesterday. Uh, Roka puts these mobile stories in, and I cut them every week, and he snuck one in this week. I, I, I don't care about the mobile stuff. I just don't care. It, it has nothing to do with anything. Um, they, they're fun, sure, um, but, you know, Roka, Roka likes to put those mobile stories in there, and he, he snuck one in. So I, I don't care. Rosie, do you care? I'll probably, maybe I'll play it. I don't know. Yeah, so you don't care either. I like right. Commander. Right. Until it costs me But does it even tie into any stories or anything? Uh, no. Yes. Does it? No, it's weirdly enough. If you look into that big Star Wars encyclopedia that came out at the celebration yeah. in 2015, a couple of characters from this game are in that. Okay. It's a couple of characters. <laughs> so no. So the answer is no. That turkey leg on Batu is canon. The answer is no. Is that they have a couple things here and there, but there's no fun. So I play these. I play games for the stories. That's why I like Battlefront 2. Like, as some people didn't like it. I, I I liked it so much better than the first one because I actually I got into Aiden watching yeah. her and all this mm. stuff that happened. I mean, yeah. I like that stuff, and I'm, I've been very disappointed with the lack of games because I'm waiting for more stories that can tell more Star Wars stories inside of yeah. these games. Like when the visceral thing went down, I was like, ah oh, man, I was really looking forward to that. Mm. Like a, but a the Star- Fallen Order is going to yeah, yes. we're looking towards that too. When is that? When does that come? It's going to be a while. It's but, a while. That's but, the problem is because it takes so long to do these things. Well, like you know. it's been I know it's been 2000 when they announced the 2000. 13, 2014, whenever they said they're going to start doing all this kind of stuff. I was like, oh, we're going to get... Because remember, back in the day, they used to churn out yeah. these these games. Like, yeah. LucasArts, boom. Like, left and right, we were getting a lot of cool yeah. games. We not gotten anything. Sometimes, yeah. so that might have been the problem. They're just churning out games. <laughs> there were a lot of good games that came out in that a stuff, lot of good too. Games. Remember? Believe me, I spent hours playing TIE Fighter on my 2003 changed my life with Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. It, is, oh, yeah. it yeah. is still the you best Star Wars that. game. It's the best Star Wars game of all time. Give me another one. Give me another RPG with, with Star Wars and, and make it canon this time. All right. That. What's next? Uh, the final stuff Comics, here in yes. canon is the comic books. As always, I'm behind, but Rosie Knight is not. No, Rosie's not. Rosie's got some... Uh, the Darth Vader series is clearly the best one that going right now. It is. Uh, I'm a big fan of Doctor Alpha 2, but really this week is all about Darth Vader 20. Spoiler alert, galore here, so be careful. Um... So this whole arc, a lot of it over the last few issues has really been about, like, Jedi who survived uh, Order 66. Let's avoid spoilers, though. Yeah, okay. Okay. So so this just builds on that, and it gives us a lot of... um, Gives us a lot of background about some really important stuff, like Mustafar, how uh, Vader ends up there... It, his relationship with the his emperor. His relationship with the emperor. Um, <laughs> and he's like, I've looked on Zillow, and right. Mustafar's rent is low. <laughs> That's right. Pretty exactly. much, you know. And, uh, and also, the real estate is quite good on Mustafar. <laughs> one of the things that I think people really were, in, were really into from 19 is it set up 
the Sith Inquisitors. Yeah. Um, and, and that builds on this, and they, they play a really important part of this. Cool. And, it, a, and Afra, did you get a chance to read the Afra one? I haven't read okay. 23 yet, no. Yeah, Afra, Afra to me, it's like, I, I find her to be an interesting character and one of the more, um, one of the better characters that they created. But the series started, to, like, when, when a Star Wars comic gets, gets me hooked, like, really well is, is something like the Darth Vader ones where the, it feels like Star Wars all the way through. When it loses me, when it feels like a completely different science fiction mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. and I like other science fiction things, but when it's very similar to what you were talking about with Thrawn before, mm-hmm. it just feels like a different thing. Like Sometimes they, they, they throw in a lot of the characters that we know and love, but I don't know. I just I, Afro didn't get me. They did a really... The, I really love um, the Gillen, the original run. I yeah. think it's really good. I think the yeah. adding like the archaeologist kind of side to it is really important. I think it's going to play yeah. a big part. Is that they, who that is up there? Who's yeah, that up there? That, that's her is, um, girlfriend. That's her girlfriend. Like, okay, yeah. because it looks like an X-Men. Yeah. She's an Imperial officer, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. doesn't it? Like, it's, yeah, so yeah, it looks that like cover a different... is definitely uh, the least Afro-ish cover yeah. I've seen. But mm. they did a really good annual recently that um, really built on the crossbar lightsaber stuff, like about mm-hmm. this kind of idea of them almost being yeah. possessed by the wrath of... And so they really they do add cool lore, but I think the point of it is that it's kind of different. It, it's brought a whole new audience. I know there's a lot yeah. of young girls, especially... The sh- it started when I was still in my comic shop, and there was such a huge... Yeah. Uh, popular book and you see all the cosplays and stuff but yeah yeah i I think it's one of the best characters in new canon sometimes the the latter the early the early stuff when you really dig into the archaeology uh aspect of afra you have a lot of ability but yeah the characters uh represent a lot of things to a lot of people uh and and, but the story does kind of go in the switch science fiction sometimes that's your thing that's not i want to see afra and follow me here, treated not, not more seriously because this does treat no, her seriously, no, no, but, but like a book that really, because when she's right. in from a certain point of view, it was interesting because she's, she's got such an interesting take on the galaxy. It, I want to I dig into Afra well, even more. I would love to see more of like the original Afra storyline is in Darth Vader, you yeah. know, and I would love to see more, like learn more about that. That's what I think the, the strength of having these two books is this is in Star Wars, yeah, building right. canon, but, and this is kind of more of that, I guess, trying to do a bit of like... Um, Lost Stars, like outside. Yeah, and, and that's and totally but cool. It's just yeah. for me. The thing is that it, Lost Stars does really well yeah. that I don't know if they've managed to get yet with Afro. Lost Stars is built against everything is in the timeline that you know, so right. you're learning new things right. all the time, and that can hook you in. But mm-hmm. I would love, to, I'd love to see an Afro novel or yeah. like yeah. Well, that'd be cool. But and I think that on TV the, the problem with an Afro novel, I think, is so it's really inside baseball, right? So like, if you're not reading the comics on you'll have no idea and that that's gonna, that to me if i'm del rey or even lucas film i'm like i don't know if we can because like ahsoka ahsoka was a it yeah. was a character inside of a television show though and that's that really reaches a big audience of course a character like afro who has not been in any of the big stuff that's hard to do because look at that's really tough to do yeah. i think that's why you haven't explored something like the night Turtle republic yet mm-hmm. inside of a novel or anything because it's just it's not as mainstream it's something we all want yeah but like for me someone that i think they've dropped the ball on completely Completely. It's like, where is she as Ray Sloan? Yeah. Oh, where is yeah. she? It's like, she was the best stuff in some of those novels and, and even some of the comics. It's like, where is she? Bring her back. Yeah. Um, that's everything in the world of canon. We're going to now talk to you guys. We went on over to Twitter with the hashtag Collider Jedi Council. We went through the Facebook fan page, the Collider Jedi Council Facebook group, and we took some questions, and we have them here. And Ken, what do you got? I'm going to take one live first. Uh, right. fun little one. Oh, yeah, we're I forgot about that. I, you hey. know, I forgot that we're live right now. Live. No, I totally I, forgot we're live. Good, that's a good thing. Uh, because we're talking a lot about the episode nine production and when it might wrap and what's going on. Michael Beltran at Mickey Bell asks us, with JJ back at the helm, do you think we'll get an episode nine tease this Christmas, December eight, 2018? Maybe in cinemas in front of Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, so leads to speculation. When do, you, when do you think we'll see some of the first stuff? We know even if they're, they're shooting probably into 2019, but yeah. it don't matter. I would like him to be superstitious. And I would like him to release it around Thanksgiving like he did last mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I would like him to release a little teaser just like he did where people get excited and go nuts and then release the big trailer in April yep. for Star Wars Celebration. And then follow the same plan. Be superstitious. Do the same thing you did for Seven. Follow the waves and see where they take you. I, I, that's what I'd like to see. But my answer to I think we'll get a teaser by the end of the year. I do. I think you want you want to get some excitement kind of moving for this thing going into the new year. So I do think we'll see something by the end of the year. All right. Well, what about you guys? Um, you mean all right? 
I didn't. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know. I finished my coffee, so I don't know. What uh, do you think? Yes or no? You think you'll see something? I would like Thanksgiving. Mm. I mean, yeah, tr- tradition and a weird JJ Star Wars tradition. Right. Yeah. That yeah. would be that would be nice. Rosie? Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll definitely get it. I think, like you said, going back to earlier, there's hopefully been this swing. We're seeing a bit more unity, excitement. They can like hone in on that. People really want to know what episode nine, what the tone is going to be. You know, even if they just do the similar thing they've done before where they kind of echo each trailer, like if he does an echo of the Jedi trailer, echo of Force Awakens trailer. Right. And just a little teaser I think we'll definitely have by the end of the year. All right, so let's switch back. We'll go from YouTube live comment to Twitter to Facebook. Okay. Let's move around. So you want me to go live? I liked it. I, li- yeah, I, f- I, f- I completely forgot. I knew the yep. beginning of the show we were live, and then I, I was having such a great conversation with the both of you that I completely forgot that we were live. So hi, everybody. Uh, all right. Hi, everybody. Uh, Steve Davis at Steve Davis third. He's playing third base in nine. Is it possible for Luke? That's Luke Skywalker. I've heard of him to use the Force in order to come back in some sort of temporary fashion. Perhaps they can do what Lost did when they burned Jacob's ashes and he had one last moment until the fire burned out. I didn't watch Lost, but that sounds interesting. Christian Harlock. Um, not necessary because we already established in Episode eight that they can do some stuff. And you look at what Yoda did with that tree. Exactly. And I think that Luke will probably be able to do more because uh, I think we'll explore how powerful Luke really was and is. Mm-hmm. Because he told, he, you know, same line as that, watch how powerful I've become in this form. I think Luke's going to master it more so than anybody else. Yeah. I think 100%, like, it's been something I've been talking to my friends about who are up, were upset with the end of The Last Jedi. I, I, I thought Land was really touching and, and right, but I also don't think in any way, shape, or form Luke is kind of stuck in this. I don't think he has to be a Force ghost in the way that we know. Like you said, Yoda manipulated something physical. Uh, Luke projected. You know, I think he found a balance, and I think that with how powerful he is in the Force, and also he'd been cut off for the Force for a long time. So he hasn't even... That wasn't even him at, like, full right. power, you know? I think it's very likely that he's going to use it to find a way to come back. All right. I want a scene where Kylo Ren is sitting in his chambers, drinking his space soda, and he's sitting there, and all of a sudden, just he's like, "Ow, ow, ow, <laughs> right. ow!" And then just we like see Luke just, Luke flicking, just flicking yeah. him like that. Yeah. No, I like the idea. Uh, you both just put it, you know, put it out there that like we don't know yet. And what I I love new force powers, and I love learning them as we go along the way. Like what you know, what 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 happens? And Luke is so powerful, and Luke was cut off for a while, and and, and I don't think he's going to be sitting on a log. Right. Going, mm. Well, Ray, let me tell you about the other things I didn't get a chance to. I think he'll be involved with what's going on. I hope and, so. And that's yeah. what I want. I hope so. I think yeah. that that's a way to get the fans, everybody on board. You get a little bit more Luke. You get to see him be more powerful. You see him now accept the fact that he is indeed a Jedi. Um, I think there's a lot that you can do with him and that they should do with him. Yeah, so. and I like, like when Mark was making the jokes about like scary Force Ghosts, I actually do like the idea of him being someone who could like torment Kylo. You know, he said, if you strike me down right here... You know, I'll come back. And, and the thing is, he tried. And even though he didn't actually strike him down, there's that thing. And, and Luke is also still mourning Han and kind of dealing with that. I think it, the idea of him actually being like a kind of some, something a bit scarier, something mm-hmm. like powerful that could, that could test Kylo or have him yeah. worried is, is very exciting to well, me. Well, I mean, you know what would be interesting, too? I think it would be actually even scarier is that we see him in, in his form, in the blue form that we know, yeah. right, when he's around Rey. But when he's around Kylo... It's just Kylo can feel him. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he doesn't even say anything to him. Like mm-hmm. Kylo can feel him, and like like him being there, the presence being there. And when he makes a decision, it's like he feels the presence of Luke. That would be powerful. Like the stuff that he's doing, it 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 starts not maybe influences light because I think he's past that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, but it, Kylo, yeah, yeah. But I but the torment alone of knowing that this presence is there. It's a living manifestation. Yeah. of that like guilt and the betrayal. But and... but Luke is yeah, actually he's there. there, but never talks. No, it's just and this... it's just like this feeling that you you know I'm here. I don't need to say anything. Yeah, like, you know it, what you I am do. right on your shoulder. What are you gonna do? And it's like and he just it's it's that's gonna get to you, especially when you. Embrace that dark because he was tormented in seven so much because it was the light that was tormenting yeah. him. It was the fact that he couldn't get past the light. And Luke is going to be the ultimate form of the light in nine. So that form of him just there 
knowing, not saying a word to me would be more powerful, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, let's hit that Facebook group. Did we do that already? Uh, we did do that. Let me do oh, one right. of our Twitter ones here. I'm choosing this because of this Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Mike Frazier at Taco Shack 27. <laughs> yeah, are you going there after the show? I'm going to find it. Right, uh, he says, out of all the themes from the Star Wars universe of soundtracks, which theme do you think <laughs> would represent who you are? <laughs> the Emperor's theme. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, when I have a bad day, it's a... Um, I don't know. I would say um, it just depends. I think that there's a lot of different ones that, that represent. I think it just it depends on my mood. It depends on where I am. I think that there's sometimes when I walk out of my house and I feel like, like Luke's theme is playing and I'm looking at, at, the, at the sky and I'm like, oh, yeah. Let's make some things happen yeah. today. Let's do something new coming out. There's times I look at my wife and we have the Han and, and I have the Han and Leia theme mm-hmm. playing in my head. You know, there's there's times I, I look at um, some of my friends' dogs and Yoda's theme play. Uh, there, there's always there's always things that kind of yeah, like Star Wars themes in general. Good job, Cal. Right when I see JTE, the Ewok theme plays. So there's, there's tons of stuff. Right? Am I wrong? Uh, yub nub. But I think that there's so much uh, the, that shows how powerful the music is yeah. in general. That there's a lot of different things. That I think could represent our lives in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got I agree. Um, well, obviously, like Leia and the Han and Leia theme, there's like two of my faves. Uh, mm-hmm. But John Williams is just so incredible. You know, yeah. a lot of times if I'm like having a tough day, I'm trying to work, I just feel like the cantina band's like playing <laughs> right. in my head. Just like, yeah. a, just never ending. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think it's, it's less like that any of them define us and they're like this incredible soundtrack yeah. to our lives, especially when you're like us and you love Star Wars and it kind of, you talk about it all the time, you write about it. Those things become like, you're, yeah, you're having a romantic moment and it's like... Yeah, exactly. Well, in the morning, I'm with my kids in the morning and like when my when my oldest daughter comes in, it's like I can picture like the Ray theme. That theme's so good. There's so much. There's so much. But it's a great question. Next. Um, you, 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 what do you have? No. Uh, I love, same thing. It's so hard to choose just one. Lapdinex always one of them because mm-hmm. I had that fourth disc in that set that came out in the mid nineties. Jedi Steps is perhaps my favorite Williams uh, piece. The, the end of Force Awakens. It's my alarm mm. clock every morning. Oh, is it it's really? Such a set, it wakes you up slowly, and that represents me. Can you do that? How yeah. do you do that? Yeah, you can show do. me on the phone. Uh, the, the song itself, Williams. Williams wrote how the song your to be an alarm clock. I know, but- <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, as far as the actual song? Yeah. Oh, it's easy. We'll show you. Right, uh, Riley's dog will teach you. Uh, yep. But um, it, it represents me because it's a hard journey. You climb to the top, and then the dude throws your lightsaber away, and life's uh, about dealing with failure. So it wakes me up every morning <laughs> representing that my mission's a failure. Yeah, I had to go there. All right. What's the next uh, question? Let's, let's do, go live. Uh, you want to go live? Let's do live. Evan, let's do it live. There's children watching. Um, uh, oh, now I have to find one. Okay. That's kind of how Thomas. this works. Yeah, Matt yeah. Thomas says this uh, using the hashtag Collider Jedi Council. Just picked up my pull list of Star Wars comics. Besides the Old Republic, what is the story you would love to see covered in the comics? Talked about what might pull you in. You talked about Afra maybe being some counter programming. Rosie, what 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 do you want? Thrawn and Ezra, man. Show me Thrawn oh, and Ezra. In comic form. Okay, yeah, like show, me, show me because where else are we going with it? I mean, the Resistance isn't going to cover it. Mm-hmm. I doubt they're going to cover it in Favreau's thing. Um, but Correct. show me in com- show me in comics. Show me when because you, we know Ahsoka. I was going to say Sabine and Ahsoka is immediately that. where yeah, my so, mind will go. So oh, show me Gray Ahsoka yeah. and Sabine. Because I don't know if I want to see it in an, or read about it in a novel. I think that that's one visually I want to see like what the outer mm-hmm. more of the outer yeah. rim stuff more that's of that stuff. Yeah. yeah, they did a really gorgeous uh, Lost Stars manga adaptation recently. Mm-hmm. And oh, right, right. I, I so good and it adds a lot it's got like uh, a, a few more kind of visual parts with um, the OG trilogy people as well like where they actually almost run into them but Ahsoka and Sabine I would love to see that in that manga form like the mm. the art was incredible it's very visually kind of exciting because I agree with you it's like I love Ahsoka I love Sabine I love the novel, but at the same time, that's something I want to see visually. Right. Like that last shot of uh, Ahsoka with the gray hood and the it's stuff great. is so iconic, yep. you know, that I would love to see that in a visual medium yeah. explored. Ken? I keep joking, uh, but I actually want to see the rise of Chief Chirpa. <laughs> For real? <laughs> I do. In a comic book? I just want to have fun. Give me a five-issue run okay. of how the hell Chief, Chief Chirpa took control of Bright Tree Village. Well, I'm sure there's somebody out there that will just do that for you. Yeah, I'm sure that yeah. if you're out there, write him a 16-page um, comic book. I want my novel about Dooku and everything, but mm-hmm. I think yeah. a little redemption for Grievous. Because mm. I think Grievous is one of my most disappointing characters because there's a lot of yeah. potential there. Yes. 
and the Tartakovsky Clone Wars is great and all that stuff. And, he, and, he's, and he's pretty good in the regular but uh, uh, some kind of series focusing on him. You know yeah. who wrote Grievous better than anyone? Lucino. Oh, yeah. Mm. Lucino uh, in the Labyrinth yeah. of Evil. The Labyrinth of Evil trilogy. When he so he wrote the he wrote the, the one before Sith then I forget who wrote who wrote Sith there was somebody it was somebody it was, was it Kemp Matthew no 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 see no, who wrote that wasn't Kemp see it was somebody it was a it was someone bigger but uh, check out who wrote the novelization I'm, looking, I'm, I'm using the Google machine right now yeah and then he wrote the one right Matthew now. Stover oh it was Matthew yeah. Stover yeah. okay so anyway so Lucina wrote the one right before and right after but the Grievous stuff and the way I wish that stuff was canon the way that Grievous kind of came to be he was manipulated and he was like a, he was like a yeah, legit pilot. Yeah. And he was lied to by Dooku. There's a great scene in that novel. So yeah. I'm pointing at you like I'm a weird political <laughs> yeah. pundit. There's a great scene in that novel where he was unleashed for the first time beneath Pet- uh, uh, Petronaki Arena yeah. on Geonosis. And the Jedi found this monster with who slaughtered them. I, I love yeah. that And it was scene. Star Wars horror for was, this little oh, section of that so novel. so good. And like that, that kind of stuff would be amazing. But And hearing it again, like I, I, I changed my vote of what I'd like to see in comic form. Yeah, I just changed mine. Because I, I, I think what I'd like to see, if they're not going to do it in a novel, uh-huh. which I think it would uh-huh. be great if they redid it in a novel, but, um, but the, Palpatine and Plagueis. Oh, um, yeah. Because wow. Palpatine and Plagueis in... It's still my favorite. It's like one of my favorite books of all time, if not my favorite. It is. Yeah. It's it's a mobster movie. Yeah. It's a it's a mobster book. It is it is great. It's so good. Like I, I, I don't count it as part of like legends. As I know. No, it's no, yeah. Thing. Yeah, it's yeah. So it good. would that would work so well as well as like comics wise, like a Bernie Wrightson style, like almost like really dark adult like horror art, like you said, kind of like a mobster thing. Yeah. But I actually, you know, what I would really love if we could do anyone just like a Jaina and Jason comic, but when they're young, like the the young Jedi stuff, like yeah. a kind of that fun with them both finding the ways of the Force, you know, like I've been rereading that stuff and I just love it so much and I would love to have some comics. I would love a five-issue run on uh, like a Star Wars Harry Potter with Luke Skywalker teaching his class. Seriously? And the last page is Kylo slaughtering them all. <laughs> that would be so good. Yeah, but you know, nowadays, YA stuff is dark. You could pitch that. Yeah, like it's a short OGN yeah. and you have it and it's this really magical yeah. thing. You have yeah. some nods to that stuff and then it's the, 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 the last page yeah. is the, the night. You get to love these characters. They're all speaking in bad British accents. Right. Like, <laughs> Master Skywalker's teaching us. It's right. like Swords Bandu all over again. Master Skywalker. <laughs> let's, uh, let's do one more. One more. One more, you say? I All say. right. Uh, Do you say? Uh, I, that sounds good. Uh, right. You want to go to the Facebook group? Yeah, for go to the Facebook group. Last tasty one. morsel of a question. They have a lot of great questions. Francis Ann Y asks, is there any chance there is a Jedi temple buried beneath the sands of Tatooine? It's curious that Anakin was born there. If the Force created him, why on that planet? And the last Jedi, the image of twin sons when Luke uh, lets go of his physical body and absorbs into the Force. I thought Amanda's spirit returns to Tatooine. I just wonder what secrets the shifting woods could reveal us. Now, I will say this for clarify. There are actually twin sons on Acto. Uh, that was, I think, in the dictionary uh, thing, because I thought it was a vision, too, yeah. and apparently it's actually on the, the planet as well. Um, so let's clarify that. But is there a chance? Um, I mean, it's certainly a chance. I yeah. just I don't think so. I don't think they're going to explore that as much, too. I think that they've made it pretty clear that the focus, if the story was still about Luke, right? Yeah. If the story was to figure out more about Luke and what was happening on those, everything involved with the Skywalkers, then I think, yes, then we have more of a chance to go and, and revisit Tatooine and see. But I don't think they're going there. I don't think that they're going to go any more into the Skywalker saga. I just don't think they're going to, and as much as that might upset people. But I think that there are temples that have been revealed yeah. all over, whether it's in Rebels or whether it's in uh, some of the comic books. And I love the fact that there's a Sith temple underneath, uh, in Coruscant. That yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Great. great. I wish they would explore that more. That's a planet I'd love to see in Episode Nine, oh. Coruscant. Oh, absolutely! Let me see what Coruscant looks like in the new trilogy. Yeah, like I know what it looks like in the prequels, and I There's know a that... bunch of new coffee shops. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I mean like the the feel because yes. if you look at the prequel trilogy as opposed to the sequel trilogy, they they're two very different looking trilogies yep. as far as yeah. the way that they look and the way that they're filmed and all the I mean you know the green screens and everything too is. I would love to see what it actually looks like, the, the, the cities, and filming it in a real city. And, and I, I wish they would do Coruscant. Yeah, that bustling, like, you know, so busy that it shot, takes your breath away when you yeah. first get there. Like, getting to see that kind of working. It would be so interesting to see it at the time we're at now as well. Yeah. I mean, I love the temples. I love the new, the kind of expansion of this idea. 
I think that if there was going to be a temple on Tatooine, that would be exactly where it was, buried under the sand. You know, yeah. you you have to be mm-hmm. one with your master, and it comes up just like in Rebels and stuff. But I don't necessarily think that. I like the idea we talked about um, a few weeks ago about maybe instead of it being focused on Kylo trying to find out about Vader, he starts to try and find out about Padme. And there's Mm -hmm, this kind mm -hmm. of, that's the connection. It's not that we're saying goodbye to the Skywalker trilogy at all. It's just that he's looking at the other side of where his family came from. And And why would it be hidden? Why would it be hidden uh, in episode one? Yeah, that's the... Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it could, it could have been from like an old thing that happened back in the day, maybe when Tatooine, maybe billions of years ago, was like a flush planet. Who, who, yeah, who knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. But look, great questions from you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank thank you. you for watching uh, Jedi Council. If you are not, um, if you're not aware, we also have a, a podcast feed. Whether it's on Podcast One, if you're not an if you're an Android user, but if you're not, you want to go on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, listen to it in your car or gym, wherever. We have a lot of great shows, a lot of things happening in uh, in the world of Collider, and this isn't Star Wars. But if you guys are an Avengers fan, you got a chance to win the Avengers Infinity Blu-ray. How do you do that? All you got to do is go subscribe to the Collider Live podcast feed. And you go there, you subscribe to it, you leave a review of the show. And on either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, we're going to announce a winner. Just leave a, leave a review. That's all you got to do. And you can win an Avengers Infinity War. But it's not Star Wars. Maybe we'll do that for Solo also when it comes out. But I'd like to thank our council today. Rosie Knight, where can they find you? Thank you. Uh, I'm at Rosie Marks uh, with an X on all social media. I write Star Wars columns at Slash Film, and I also write a lot of stuff at Nerdist. So. Mr. Ken Knapsack, Kylo Ken. You can follow me at Ken Knapsack. I'm on YouTube now with my motivations with Ken. If you want to not get motivated, swing on over there and probably hanging out with Cody Hall at a bowling alley at some point. Yeah, good. <laughs> well, we look forward. I'm going to keep bothering you. you got to get on Collider Live soon. What's that? Oh. I'll tell you about it. <laughs> September 8th. September 8th, guys. It is the live Schmodown. Maybe the last one for a little bit. So get your tickets. They are going fast. They have around 60 tickets now left. So go on over to SchmodownLive.com. September 8th, John Roca and Dan Merle against Stacey Howard and Winston Marshall. And the main event, Jason Inman defends his title against the challenger. Mara Kanopic, the amazing one herself. Get your tickets now. Come see us. Come hang out. Come say hi. Thanks for joining us on Jedi Council. We'll see you next time. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.